Hello and welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School from Los Angeles. This is your host, Michael Benner. Got a special program for you this week. We're going to run a little longer than usual, rather than the 20 minutes. We're going to go about double that and bring to you a program that I recorded more than three decades ago about accelerated learning. There are a lot of people, I think, in this audience and elsewhere who are under the impression that personal development, learning to develop the mind-body connection, for example, or to expand your awareness is something new. In fact, much of this mind science is ancient. It's as old as time itself. Hence, the name of our website, The Ageless Wisdom. This is truly timeless information. Further, the scientific research about what we're able to do when we develop our awareness using deep relaxation skills also goes back many years. So when I found this old cassette tape the other day and converted it to digital, I thought, well, let's share that. So You're going to hear references to side A and turning the tape over (laughs) to hear side B unless you have an auto-reverse machine and all of that. But this tape is literally 31 years old as we podcast it here today. So you can ignore all of that. It's just another MP3 and you're not going to have to turn it over, so to speak, to hear side B. Of course, for those who are subscribed to our premium audio training, we'll continue for a second 45-minute program with more information about accelerated learning. And the brand name that we were using back in the 80s called Alpha Learning. Before we begin, I want to mention I do have some private spots opening up if you're interested in counseling or training by telephone or Skype. That's an easy thing to do. Wherever you happen to be in the world, it's easiest probably for you to either email me or call my service. The telephone number, you can use at any time, 24 hours a day in L.A., is 818-569-3017. Or just email me at my initials, mb, at theagelesswisdom.com. And let me know you're interested in private work, training, counseling, whatever the issue may be. We can do a quick free intake session and we can talk a little about what you're looking for, how you think I might be able to help you, and I'll be able to tell you what I think I can do for you. Then, if you're still interested, we'll schedule a private session. Okay, so any time of the day or night, 818-569-3017 in Los Angeles, or email me at mb, my initials, like Mary Baker, Michael Benner, mb at theagelesswisdom.com. So let's step in the Wayback Machine to 1984. Again, this is an audio cassette tape that we've digitized for you. Hope you'll enjoy the introduction to Alpha Learning. Hello, I'm Michael Benner, and I have the pleasure of introducing you to a part of yourself, an aspect of mind that only a small percentage of humanity has ever even known about, let alone understood. 
The Alpha Learning Program, developed at Live and Learn in Sherman Oaks, California, can show you how to gain access to your inner conscious mind, a mind which in the past has been called the unconscious or the subconscious. You'll learn to integrate this inner conscious mind, this normally submerged aspect of ourselves, with the logical analytical mind, the free will or willpower, the outer conscious self or personality. Now, there are many other human potential trainings and transformation disciplines. Some are even available on cassette. But alpha learning is not one thing. It's quite a long list of tools and techniques that have been developed through an intensive examination of many of these other disciplines. Self-hypnosis, for example. Meditation in its many forms. Yoga, an art as well as a science. Biofeedback training a technology by which very sensitive instruments monitor minute changes in the body's physiology. Martial arts trainings are also related, and accelerated education and humanistic psychology. And there's a golden thread that connects all of these disciplines and which forms the basis of this alpha learning program. It is physical relaxation and mental concentration. The power and the intelligence, the creativity and understanding that comes from the integration of these two aspects of mind is far beyond what we think of as normal intelligence. And the means for bringing together these two aspects of mind, the golden thread, again, physical relaxation and mental focus. We'll talk more about the outer and inner conscious minds and how they merge when we relax and concentrate in some detail later in this introduction tape. I want you to think for a moment about how good you are at thinking like everyone else. That's what we've been trained to do, really, think like everybody else. Oh, we disagree about a lot of things, politics, religion, the environment, economics. And we do have our personalities, and yet there are these overwhelming conventional understandings or agreements. And when it comes to sorting out what we think for ourselves from these conventional wisdoms, well, sometimes it gets pretty rough. Most of what we think and what we believe has never been personally verified. It's simply information we've heard many times from other people. Well, one of the primary benefits of alpha learning is that you become clear about which thoughts or thoughts you've heard from other people, thoughts you've seen or read, and which thoughts are really yours. This is important because each of us is a magnificent individual. And we'll stress individual over magnificent because we are all unique. Just as no two snowflakes are alike or no two blades of grass or grains of sand, everything is different and you are different. That means you are special. You have abilities and talents which may be undiscovered but which are there and which make you unique and special unlike any creature who has ever lived. There's great reward in life that comes logically and naturally from learning what your talents are. So alpha learning includes techniques by which we can do a personal inventory to help us find out just how we are special and which thoughts are our own, creative and unique. Another benefit of learning alpha tools and techniques is that we begin to recognize very early on that we have been limiting ourselves and our options and our understandings to a kind of either-or mentality. 
a linear way of thinking that suggests that there's really only two ways anything can be. That if we're facing some problem, there is only one right answer and one wrong answer. The authoritarian structure of most public school environments reinforces this only one right answer mentality, which clearly degrades our creativity. Well, when we begin to think in levels of deep relaxation, when these two aspects of mind, the outer conscious self, integrates with the inner conscious mind, we quickly recognize the either-or mentality as a severe limitation, as a list of two, rather than some kind of left-right spectrum that covers all possibilities. In alpha levels of mind, we begin to see that we have unlimited options, unbounded opportunities, and this is a magnificent resource. Usually it's called creativity, but we can include inspiration, intuition, or conceptual thought, ideas that arrive full-blown. The image of a light bulb going on in our heads is a favorite archetype or symbol for this phenomenon. Now, many of us believe that this is only a spontaneous phenomena, that we have to wait for good ideas or hope that we get a great notion about how to solve a particular problem. And when that fails to occur, well, we usually settle for limiting ourselves to society's one right answer, the either-or mentality. Good guys and bad guys, winners and losers, left and right, it permeates our thinking in this society. And You'll readily see that a long list of options is superior when it comes to solving any kind of problem in your life than believing there's only one right thing to do. We often get stuck right there. This recognition of multiple options is also important in creating a new sense of self, a new identity. Learning becomes a lifestyle, an exploration of self about discovering what makes you special and ways to enjoy the wonderful feelings of satisfaction and fulfillment that come from contributing, being the most you can be, living up to your potential. It's difficult at first to talk about the benefits of learning to use more of your mind because to list all of the benefits is a little overwhelming. But we're talking about the human creative process, about creative thought, awareness, understanding, perception, and the applications are unlimited. So at first it's a little confusing. We might not see the connection between self-hypnosis and yoga, between biofeedback and flotation tanks. It might not be too clear how learning could be accelerated, how our memories could be improved or our health and our ability to heal ourselves enhanced remarkably all just from learning to relax deeply and focus our attention and yet it's it's a fact it's true you'll learn it for yourself you'll learn tools and techniques which have many applications and you'll understand why they work and what they have in common with each other one of the areas that you'll probably use the techniques for initially will be academics. But if you're out of school, if you're a professional or a semi-skilled worker with no intention of going back to school, these techniques still have a number of applications in your everyday life, in your career, prosperity, personal relationships, your hobbies, spirit, health, time management. One of the really great things about alpha learning is that the tools and techniques offered on the cassette tape series 
can be applied in all of the different aspects of your life. And as you grow and learn, as you become more cause in life and less an effect of life, you'll invent your own techniques. It's simply a matter of learning the basic principles, then finding new areas where they can be applied. The idea of being cause in life rather than merely an effect of life is also very important. This is an attitude shift that seems to come naturally and normally once we begin exploring these levels of deep relaxation. Soon we realize that part of this conventional wisdom we've been trained in and have really bought into is that we're helpless in life, that we are victims, that life does things to us, and that there is some advantage to blaming people for the situations we find ourselves in. Now, when we do this, we become exclusively an effect of life. And while there is a certain validity to blaming others or even yourself, nevertheless, the problem with blame is that it leaves us powerless. A helpless victim, which is a great deal to sacrifice just to point the finger at somebody else. Part of the attitude shift that seems to come about naturally and normally when we integrate the two aspects of mind through deep relaxation and mental focus is a recognition of the power and self-control that comes from shifting our attitude away from being a victim to being a co-creator, away from being a target or an effect toward being at cause away from having to react like some kind of puppet jerked around by his or her emotions into an area of conscious action of choice, away from blaming others or even ourselves to a place of personal responsibility. To abandon blame and become responsible for life is to be a co-creator of it. You know, I used to have an image of myself, an image I really was not conscious of until I began to use techniques like those from Alpha Learning, and an image of myself being this helpless victim, a picture that bubbled up into my awareness when I began to meditate, use techniques of relaxation and mental focus, an image of being stuck in mud. Oh, and I was, uh, I was shackled and chained, and life was represented in this fantasy by a line of dump trucks full of garbage and they always stopped and dumped on me. Sometimes things went more smoothly in my life and the dump trucks came less often but still I saw myself as a victim and thought it unfair that others were responsible for causing my life. At that moment, I realized that my mind, like everyone's, is so literally creative that I was getting exactly what I was picturing. And I proved that to myself by substituting a new image for the dump trucks and my being stuck and chained. I now see myself standing in front of an unbounded canvas with all the media, paints, crayons, film, video, and so on, laid out before me. I can use these media in my imagination, to project pictures and images in a creative way on the screen. I find when I do this, I get what I project, though some things take longer than others to manifest, and patience is, as they say, a virtue. The delay between first using the alpha techniques and seeing the results manifest in your life is a function of whether we are ready for what we wish to have. We must grow to learn more, grow to do more, and grow to have more.
But the mind really is that creative. And in the same sense, if we think of ourselves as failures or prone to being sick, well, then we get that too. We're already quite good at seeing how events and circumstances in life affect our attitudes. Now we're learning how our attitudes affect those events and circumstances we encounter in life. I'd like to talk a bit about emotions in this sense because when we see ourselves as victims, as effects of life rather than co-creators or cause, we believe that our emotions, our feelings are not even ours. Now this may sound silly at first, but think about it. Don't we all believe that other people give us our emotions? That other people make us angry or happy? Well, the truth of the matter is that nobody can give you an emotion. Take anger, for example. When we see ourselves as an effect or victim, we externalize the feeling by blaming someone or something outside of ourselves for causing this discomfort, for making us angry. But anger, like all emotions, is an internal response. It's our anger. Now, it's not totally wrong to think of someone or something making us angry. The problem with it is that it leaves us powerless or in a position of opposition. Instead, if we take responsibility for our feelings, if we own our emotions, see ourselves at cause, then we identify the anger as our reaction to this outside event. You can detach in a sense, you can observe it, learn from the anger, and then let the feeling go. Something a victim or a reactor who thinks emotions come from outside is never able to do. If you believe, for example, that your tension headache comes from the horrible traffic in the city, the boss, the kids, or money problems you may have, well, it'll then take something else from outside of you, like an aspirin, to take the headache pain away. This seems logical. We're conditioned to believe this. But when you identify the tension headache as your internal, personal reaction to that traffic, to the boss, the kids, and so on, now you've empowered yourself. You've identified the tension as yours and can substitute for it relaxation, and the pain goes away. A third example once I found myself arriving a full 20 minutes late to a lecture on personal responsibility, it was pretty embarrassing, and I was uh, pretty tempted to blame my tardiness on the fact that a gentle rain had turned into a torrential downpour and caused traffic to slow to a crawl. In fact, that was a true statement, but by blaming factors supposedly beyond my control, the rain, the traffic, and so on, I was, in a sense, co-creating a situation that, for me, was out of control, and therefore, quite likely to happen again. In this case, the attitude shift means taking responsibility by leaving earlier than usual the next time it rains, or even looks like it might rain. So the abandonment of the either-or mentality and the attitude shift from effect to cause are two fundamental changes that you will notice as Alpha Learning shows you how to use more of your mind and to be more effective as a co-creator of your life. Responsibility, you see, is not something to be avoided, as in the case of courts and law. Responsibility, as we're speaking of it, is an act of freeing yourself to be all you can be 
and perhaps more than you've ever thought. There are two distinct aspects of mind I'd like to cover in greater detail at this point. We usually call them the outer conscious mind, known commonly as the free will, and the inner conscious mind, or the imagination. The conscious free will we're quite familiar with, but the inner conscious imagination is mostly submerged, and most of us believe it's therefore rather inaccessible and spontaneous in its action. In the past, this inner conscious mind has been referred to, as I said, as the unconscious or subconscious mind, but inner conscious is a better way to think of it now that through relaxation and concentration techniques we can gain access to it. When the conscious mind and the inner conscious mind merge or are integrated through relaxation and mental focus, we get a kind of synergy that makes us much more than twice as smart. We make a quantum leap in intelligence and understanding. Now, the outer conscious self, the free will or willpower, is the logical, rational, analytical, and empirical mind. It's a deductive or take-apart mind. It thinks in terms of elimination. It goes from general to specific. School trains us only in this kind of thought. The inner conscious mind is the mind of imagination, of creativity, intuition, and conceptual understanding, the big picture. It's also where all experience is stored in what we call memory, which, by the way, is perfect. Recall is less than perfect, but all experience is stored as memory in the inner conscious mind. Also, the autonomic nervous system, so-called involuntary nervous system, is located in this inner conscious mind. The healing and the immune system that processes food, regenerates cells, and fights disease, also part of the inner conscious mind. And again, inspiration, imagination, revelation, the light bulb going on, the good ideas that seem to arrive full-blown are seated in the inner conscious mind. This is inductive or put-together thinking, conceptual or gestalt understanding, going from specific to general, the natural complement to the take-apart or deductive free will. So our education about the value of logical analysis without knowing how to integrate it with the conceptual, aesthetic, or put-together mind has shortchanged us and led us instead to hope that good ideas will happen spontaneously. But here we are. It's the late 20th century, and now we know that through relaxation and mental focus, we can merge these two aspects of mind and no longer be stuck only in the deductive logical mind. We can take the good idea phenomena, that light bulb going on, this conceptual, holistic, put-together mind, and program it as you might program a computer. Personally, I call this integrated thinking, and it's one way of describing that golden thread that runs through self-hypnosis, biofeedback, meditation, yoga, martial arts, holistic healing, accelerated learning, and humanistic psychology. The integration, the merging, the coming together of the conscious self with the inner conscious mind, in other words, the merging of the free will with the imagination, the merging of the take-apart mind with the put-together mind, all of this happens naturally and normally 
when we relax our bodies and focus our attention. Techniques that are detailed and available to you in the Alpha Learning Tapes. In just a moment, when I finish speaking, press the fast-forward button on your cassette player and, unless you're listening on an auto-reverse machine, turn the tape over for the second half of this introduction to Alpha Learning. We've discussed in the first part of this introduction to Alpha Learning the two aspects of mind commonly known as the outer conscious mind, free will or will power, and the inner conscious mind referred to here as imagination. The integration of these two aspects of mind is not merely a one plus one equals two kind of arrangement. No, there is a profound synergy that takes place where the whole is much greater than the sum of the parts. So we become more than twice as intelligent. We're integrating all of the faculties we described on side A of this tape. Free will with imagination, deductive or take-apart thinking with inductive, conceptual, put-together thinking. Now, the alpha in alpha learning refers to one of four brainwave states, natural and normal states of mind that each of us moves through each day. The brain broadcasts very low-power radio wave signals, but at a much lower series of frequencies than commercial radio stations. But nevertheless, as a result of biochemical reactions in the brain, there are very low-power radio-type signals broadcast by each of us. And there are very sensitive radio receivers that can pick up these signals. These radio signals, by the way, should not be misconstrued as an explanation for ESP. Technically speaking, these are unmodulated RF signals and carry no information we know of. Also, unlike commercial radio stations, the brain broadcasts over a range of frequencies from very slow, say, one one-hundredth of a cycle per second, to nearly 30 cycles per second. And the particular frequency at any given time tells us a great deal about our state of mind or level of awareness. Whether we are sleeping and not dreaming, or sleeping and dreaming, or relaxed and focused, or tense and easily distracted. The receivers researchers use to monitor the change in brainwave frequency are called electroencephalographs, or EEGs, and the brain signals are so weak that the EEG's antenna are usually attached directly to the scalp with a cream to ensure good electrical contact. This range of frequencies over which we broadcast has been divided by researchers into four rather arbitrary channels. There is no leap from one to another. It's a smooth transition. The first, the lowest range of frequencies, is the delta channel. And when we are in delta, we are asleep or unconscious. And the brain is broadcasting somewhere between one one-hundredth of a cycle per second and four cycles per second. The second channel is the theta range of frequencies, which runs from around four to seven cycles per second and is associated with very deep relaxation or a trance state very near sleep. This is also the level of mind associated with dreams. 
In other words, when we sleep, we may be mostly in delta, but during that five minutes or so, every 90 minutes that we do dream, we come up into theta and then return to the delta level. The next range of brainwave frequencies is the alpha brainwave level, alpha as in alpha learning. This runs from 7 cycles per second or so to about 12 cycles per second. Alpha is a state of relaxation and mental focus or concentration, attention upon one thing. This is commonly a level of mind we find ourselves in when we daydream or watch television. It's that level of wonderful relaxation and focused attention we enjoy when we Oh, just lay on the green grass in a warm, sunny day and watch fluffy white clouds sail quietly by. Or the level of mind associated with staring at the embers of a campfire late at night and letting our minds freely dance and play while we passively observe our thoughts and feelings. This level of relaxation and attention is alpha a zone of awareness associated with self-hypnosis, biofeedback, flotation tanks, meditation, yoga, and, of course, alpha learning. The fourth channel of brainwave frequencies is the beta range. This runs from around 12 cycles per second to size 25 or even 30 cycles per second during excitement. This beta range is where we spend most of our waking day. Simply, we'll call it awake. Now, if we visualize these four brainwave channels as though they were four stories in a building, we could say that the first story of the building, delta, is where we sleep. The second floor would be theta, where we dream. The third story would be alpha, that's relaxation and mental focus. And the fourth, well, that's beta, focused into the outer physical world through the physical senses, awake. The state of integration, the coming together of the two aspects of mind we've discussed, is associated with these alpha and theta levels of mind between asleep and awake, levels of mind that most of us have never explored. Since there is so much to be gained from learning to merge the deductive willpower with the inductive imagination through relaxation and mental focus, we have to ask ourselves, just what is it that takes us up and down in this building, along this range of frequencies? What powers the elevator, so to speak? Well, simply put, relaxation takes us down lower brainwave frequencies, and stress, tension, anxiety, excitement, nervousness drives the elevator up to higher brainwave frequencies. When we go to sleep, from beta on the fourth floor to delta on the first, it's relaxation that takes us down into delta. Too much tension instead of relaxation, and you won't be able to find sleep. It's also interesting to note, I think, that our language shows that for a long time we've intuitively known what researchers have recently confirmed, that it's the frequency of brain waves that drop when we fall asleep, and which increase when we get up or arise each morning. So if we want to explore the alpha levels with awareness to get from beta to alpha from the fourth floor to the third, 
We must learn to let go of tension and relax, not too deeply or we'll fall asleep. It really is as simple as saying you will learn in alpha learning to explore and use the areas in between sleeping and waking states. And herein lies a bit of paradox that greater awareness or higher consciousness is found by moving in the direction of sleep. Ignorance of this secret is the prime reason logical humans have always tried to solve their problems by wrestling with external factors in the physical world. Greater creativity, intelligence, compassion, and understanding, expanded awareness, and higher consciousness is hidden, in a sense, in the subtle changes of mind and body, in between asleep and awake, in between helpless and brute warrior. This alpha level is the thread that runs through all self-improvement in human potential technologies, like yoga, meditation, self-hypnosis, biofeedback, and the martial arts. Each facilitates teaching, training, or conditioning through the use of physical relaxation and mental focus, which the EEG shows us is associated with the alpha range of brainwave frequencies. Let's take a look at the other side of this coin. Just as relaxation integrates these two aspects of mind and makes us more intelligent, more creative, more in charge of life, tension and stress drives the elevator higher and higher into the beta ranges, disintegrating these two aspects of mind, making us less intelligent, less creative, and more helpless. In fact, if you think about times in your past when you've been particularly worked up, suffering from a great deal of distress, anxiety, and tension, you'll remember things you said that you later regretted and actions you may have taken that you also regretted. There's even some evidence that reacting to stress and tension, that is, moving higher and higher in the beta ranges, even inhibits the natural healing process. This is important to understand because while beta has its values, allowing us to do many things at once and look out into the physical world, if we don't manage that anxiety, stress, and tension in our lives, it can become distressful, taking us out of control, away from integration, high into beta, into areas of disintegration, making us, as I said, less intelligent, less healthy, and not nearly as effective as problem solvers. So through alpha learning, through relaxation and mental focus, and using these in-between levels, called alpha, we can manage stress so that it will become eustress rather than distress. Now, that's a new term for most of us. The prefix eu, E-U, means good. So eustress, like stage fright or some other kind of performance anxiety, could help us be better. Though if mismanaged or not managed at all, the stress would likely become distress and would then hamper our performance in life in many ways. So again, stress, tension, anxiety, nervousness, pressure, and so on is not good or bad in and of itself. It's how we perceive and respond to it. Whether we see ourselves as an effect of life or a cause, a victim, 
or a co-creator? Do we allow our emotions to take us higher and higher in the beta, pressured and stressed for disintegration? Or do we use alpha learning techniques of relaxation and mental focus to manage stress so as to be eustressful, to be better and better, to psych up, so to speak, to be more aware? Another of the remarkable features of the alpha level is that when we relax and focus our attention and learn to use the tools and techniques from alpha learning, we discover that what we say to ourselves at these levels of mind is taken in and believed with a power or force equal to thousands of repetitions at the normal awake beta level. Now, tools and techniques learned in alpha learning would work if used in the normal beta level, but it would take as long to undo an old habit as it took to establish the habit in the first place. And more often than not, we'd get nowhere because all the positive affirmations and visualized goals would end up being canceled out by everyday negative thoughts. But used in alpha, the techniques take effect with incredible impact, enhancing growth in an accelerated manner. You see, positive thinking works in normal beta consciousness with much repetition, but by using alpha, we can accomplish much more in much less time. In other words, when we expose ourselves to a chosen goal or solution at the alpha level, it has much more power and is manifested sooner and more certainly than if we think only in the awake beta level. For example, try driving a nail with a hammer and your results will reflect the series of pictures that flashed through your mind just before and during the process. The nail will be partly bent to the left or to the right and partly straight if, like most of us, you have little experience driving nails. That means your mind vacillated between what you wanted and what you feared you might get. Now, close your eyes and Imagine yourself driving that nail perfectly. And then, with attention, open your eyes and try it again. Each practice cycle in Alpha equals thousands of practice attempts in the so-called real world with your eyes open. That's why Alpha Learning teaches you to focus on the solution, not the problem. Another example, a golfer can make corrections in his or her swing forever, but if all he pictures in his mind as he hits the ball is the hook or slice he's trying to correct, he'll continue to get what he's picturing, regardless of what he consciously wants. Or try crossing a creek on a log bridge, and I'll guarantee you're going to get wet if you picture yourself falling more than you picture yourself crossing successfully. Remember when we called the outer conscious mind the free will and the inner conscious mind the imagination? Well, alpha levels of mind ensure an alignment of the will and imagination, an alignment necessary to create the desired results. For whenever we will one thing but believe another, the belief wins. No amount of willpower can make that nail go in straight or send the golf ball right for the green or ensure that you cross the log bridge without falling. It's not willpower that's the power. 
Our results are a direct function of what we mentally picture, whether we're conscious of the pictures or whether they are submerged, unconscious thoughts. It often helps to think of the relationship between the outer free will and the inner imagination as being somewhat like that of a gardener to his garden. We reap what we sow. Like fertile soil, the inner mind always creates or grows things, whether it's cultivated or ignored. Indeed, some of our minds are untended weed lots. But there's always opportunity to create a beautiful garden that grows exactly what we want to harvest. Positive goals, positive solutions. Alpha learning is positive thinking at the more powerful alpha level of mind. While normally in awake beta, we can figure out the hows that will take us toward our goals and solutions, but by visualizing the goals and solutions themselves in alpha, we accelerate our growth and solve problems more quickly and more effectively. Problems is how we grow. There is no place where there are no problems. You'll never get there except perhaps no growth, death in other words. But life, you see, is problems. That's how we grow. Alpha learning can make you a better problem solver. Another natural result of learning to think in alpha is rediscovering the enthusiasm, the joy, the zest for life that young children have. Great masters have often talked throughout the ages of the values of becoming like children. There's a period from birth until about six or eight years of age in this society when kids would rather learn than do anything else. Who hasn't watched a wide-eyed toddler inspecting some new brightly colored object before popping it into his or her mouth to see what it tastes like? Now that's accelerated learning. Getting past the attitude that you already know everything you need to know and longing for all the information you can get your hands on to enhance any particular area of your life, school, job, relationships, sports, whatever. Indeed, research has shown that people of any age learn faster when they're having fun and are in touch with the wonder and awe that we all knew so well as kids. One of my earliest memories is seeing fireworks on the 4th of July and asking my father why somebody was welding in the sky. I think my father's surprised that at the age of, well, not quite three, I had made that kind of connection accounts for my recollection of it, but I do remember my feeling of wonder and amazement. The reasons for the loss of this childhood innocence is a subject for another time, however. But suffice to say, each of us can make major changes in our lives by really wanting to know the truth of things and by not being afraid to ask why, especially of authorities. So alpha learning then is based on a very democratic principle. What you think matters. And the more passionate you are about your need to know the truth about something, the faster you'll absorb and process that information. Creation is a two-way street. We receive creativity in the form of hunches, good ideas, inspiration, and so on. Use it to help us understand all the data we've rounded up. 
Then we project an image of what we wish to create, a goal or solution. Again, the process is the same in beta, but it's greatly enhanced in alpha. Initially, when we talked about being more responsible or better problem solvers, it may sound to you like a burden. And some might think, well, they already have enough pressure, they don't want any more. I want to re-emphasize, however, that responsibility is a path to a greater kind of freedom, the freedom that children know to be in the now and to see learning as a way of life, not just something done in school. Again, alpha learning is not limited to scholastics or academics. The tools and techniques can be applied in any area of life, career or hobbies, relationships, social and intimate, prosperity, your spiritual growth, health, time management. In fact, it's a little overwhelming to realize that learning to relax and focus your mind can have so many positive benefits in virtually every area of your life. But we are learning that thoughts create reality. Expanding awareness and harnessing the literal creative power of the human mind allows us to be more effective in everything we do. And after working with the techniques for a while, you'll come to understand more fully the thread that connects all of the human potential disciplines. And then you can start designing your own techniques personalized for your particular problems and challenges. You've heard me call the alpha techniques tools, and like garden tools, they can occasionally be substituted for one another, although they are designed for a particular purpose. Let's go over some of the tools in alpha learning. Meditation and self-hypnosis are two tools that are quite similar, although each is distinctive in some way. There are thousands of different self-hypnosis and meditation techniques with thousands of applications each. Another good reason to know how these techniques take effect so you can make up your own techniques as you become more proficient in this area. Affirmations is another valuable tool. This is repetition at the awake beta level, as discussed earlier. These positive statements are generally used for reinforcing a solution or goal once visualized in alpha and can be of great benefit if repeated often enough. Journaling is another valuable tool. The act of writing in a book can induce alpha, even with our eyes open if we're relaxed and focused. But in any case, writing often does create a catharsis, and it offers great insight into any aspect of life we wish to journal on. Dream programming and keeping a dream journal is also valuable. Firstly, when we form the intention of writing down, remembering, and understanding our spontaneous dreams, it signals the inner conscious mind that we now care about our dreams, and thus dreams become clearer and easier to remember. Then, with practice, we can learn to incubate or program dreams to contain information to help us solve problems or attain our goals. Dyads are a tool that is especially useful in the alpha learning class, but if you have friends who are willing to help you get clear by offering the right kind of feedback, you may be able to learn the process from the alpha learning cassette tape series. Dyads are simply 
one-on-one -on -one conversation. But there's one difference. It's one-on-one -on -one conversation where one person explores an issue that's troubling him or her, and the other mirrors it, but without judgment. Now, friends will often have conversation, but rarely without judgment. Finally, as with all things, as we get better at something, it gets to be more and more fun. It becomes a positive upward spiral then because we get better and better and have more fun and that causes us to get better and better and so on. We also learn to see that learning itself or education is not a place that we arrive but a process of growth. Evolution is growth in a positive direction. And when we make learning part of our lifestyle, we can see that the only failure in life is quitting, and that all mistakes, all problems, are opportunities to grow, to learn even more quickly than if we had not erred. The complete series of Alpha Learning Tapes will allow you to explore at your own pace the techniques of accelerated learning we've briefly discussed on this introduction. Your own personal set of Alpha Learning Tapes will help you reinforce the goals and solutions you have visualized and tackle new problems as they arise. Discover your true and complete potential. Why settle for any less? And as always, be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. This is Michael Benner.